Welcome to the Busy Mumsy Podcast, Season 2. I'm your forever coffee-infused host, Ashley Verma, and we are all here weekly to share the ups, downs, and all-arounds of the wild world of parenting. A safe space, a Lego-free space, to vent, to inspire, and well, perhaps this is the only adult conversation you hear all day. What is Adia doing? A, B, C, D. <laughs> is that funny? So each week, I will be joined by a fellow striving, thriving, and surviving busy mumsy. We learn together. We grow together. Hell, we cheers with an adult bevy when necessary. I get it. I am human and failures simply happen. I am not shiny and I am never filtered unapologetically. I am at its best. Even when the dishes aren't done, there's crayon on the wall, and well, my hair hasn't been washed in forever. I am Busy Mumsy. Happy days, my beautiful Busy Mumsy. Ash here, and welcome to February. I mean, we are the first February of a Wednesday, that is. And uh, here we are, ready to rock and roll, and I am always stoked for a new guest today. I get too. That's right. Today, I am welcoming Liz Copping and Michelle Ford, the host of Two Women Chatting Podcast. Okay. I just have to say their website is super adorable and they just look so cheeky. Like I have a feeling I'm going to be laughing this entire podcast episode. So sorry about that. Not sorry about that. Well, Liz and Michelle are two midlife empty nesters and they chat all about on their podcast. I want to know what it's like to be an empty nester. Like, not that I am at any point at all wishing Adia to like become 18 and go on her merry way because I like to think that she's going to be four forever. Um, but I just want to know like how they handled the awful teens and like the all those transitions. And yeah, I just want to, I just want to know what I'm in store for. Um, yeah, I'm ready for it. Are you? Let's dive on into this week's Busy Mumsy Chat. Liz Copping and Michelle Ford, welcome to the Busy Mumsy Podcast. Thank you for having us. Lovely to meet you virtually. I know. How much fun is this? You are in the UK and I am, well, basking in the not-so-sunny Uganda. Yeah, (laughs) at least it's sunny here. Yeah, it's just a bit chilly. It's been sunny. I, I understand that this is the podcast, but just looking at the two of you right now, I think I feel wheels spinning going, what is it like in Uganda? Oh, yeah, like, totally. I can't even imagine. I would, I'd love to go to Uganda, yeah. but it's so interesting living there. Whereabouts so, are you? Are you in, is it in Tebby? Oh, Kampala now, isn't it? I am. Thank you very much, Liz. Um, I like a deer. I used to remember I was in the aviation industry and I used to remember about oh, the airlines flying okay. in there. Yeah, so um so in Tebe is where the uh the airport is located. Yes, it and um, I'm based in Kampala, um, central. Um so I used to live in central London with my air quote, <laughs> and now I live in central uh Kampala. And um you know, it's it, it's got its like really great, sweet, wonderful points to it, and then it's got its you know downsides. Like you cannot go outside and go for a walk. What because it's like, unsafe. Yeah. It's, I. It's a little bit of like no, it's not safe. But like more importantly, there's no sidewalks. Mm, yeah. 
like the, it's not like the infrastructure here is not ahead of its time at all. Like it's a good like 20, 25 years behind the UK, just in the UK sense. I was just recently in India and it's a good 10 years behind India. Gosh, you're quite the global traveler, aren't you? I <laughs> you can talk. OK, how about, how about this for a, a, a good starting question as we are newfound friends virtually? What is your favorite thing to collect? Oh, that's a good question. You know what? I'm going to tell you mine before you tell me yours. Mine, you. is mine is passport stamps. I love to uh, travel. To piggyback off what you just said, I love to collect passport stamps. That's a good one. And you don't always get passport stamps now either. No. So I get I get really overexcited when I get one. <laughs> that is exciting. Well, you used to get the stickers, didn't you, on your suitcase in the old days as well. But I don't think they do that anymore. That's what people no. used to collect. I don't think they do that. You just hope and pray that the suitcase arrives. Yeah. Let alone. Well, that is it. why air tags were invented, right? Now I've got them on my dog. He's got them in his collar, air tags. I can't lose it. Do you want to know what my what I collect? What I'd like, yeah. My, yeah. Because I do like gardening. It's baskets the garden i know it sounds really weird and i know you're gonna laugh about it but i got two for christmas i was very excited about that little got you can collect your produce and stuff in them god i sound so old don't i no but it looks so lovely on the table exactly in, in the greenhouse looks gorgeous and when it's full yeah when you want your produce um michelle and i drop stuff around you threaten doesn't often appear <laughs> I quite eat it my green beans yeah but no it's why I, I i yeah i like to collect those and we're neighbors you see so she is a great gardener i oversee a garden that does not get looked after but she is brilliant at um planting and and seeding and you know eating just flourishing and i'm always hopeful of the odd courgette coming my way because she's lost, just two yeah. doors away from me but but now you have fingers crossed that not only is it a courgette, it's also a courgette in a basket. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, so and what are you collecting? Well, I don't know whether I'm collecting on purpose, but I've sort of collected addresses. I've lived <laughs> in about 23 different places since I was 18. And um, I, I I feel like I'm Thelma and Louise, or I basically have bad credit. I'm I'm always moving to the next place. Well, you're like this as well. You've lived in London and Uganda and the States. Well, my my life is fairly nomadic too. So Liz never knows when she might see a for sale sign on my house, and I've left. <laughs> Well, yeah, you know, I have to say, I'm I'm kind of like I'm I'm up in the air of like we might either move back to the UK or we might move to Dubai next. So that's like an interesting mm. like, question mark for 2024. So we'll we'll see by by the halfway point of 2024 where where we shall move to next. Oh, I don't for Dubai. man, like I mean, he's got business here in Uganda, but Dubai is like obviously way more advanced than Uganda, and they have sidewalks. And they have Starbucks. Oh, but it's so busy. It's just, it's too busy for me to buy. I just yeah. find it overwhelming. I but think that's because I'm like, a gardener. Yes, yeah, because you're a gardener and you have baskets. <laughs> and I I definitely don't have any baskets, but I I definitely have a lot of luggage tags. There you <laughs> go. Yeah. Yeah. There you Making go. memories. Well, I'm loving the memories. And Welcome to the Busy Mumsy podcast, where we generally talk about parenting. <laughs> Been there, done that, got the t-shirt. You have the, you both have the t-shirt. And I have to say that 
I, I want to obviously really dive in and chat about your podcast and two women chatting and like how you guys met and all of the above. But because we are a parenting podcast here at the Busy Mumsy, I want to chat with both of you about being, um, a, a, what, what is the word that I'm looking for as you are empty nesters? You have, empty you are, nesters? They, they have flew the coop. And um, so with that said, what would you say was the most challenging part of parenthood when they were in the house? And what age? Like, do you have like a specific age mm-hmm. of like, oh, ter- oh it's not terrible twos, it's like the terrible nines. Like, bring it on, give us the wisdom, let us let us hear it. <laughs> you can be honest? Well, I mean, <laughs> God, the teen years were horrendous. And, uh, you know, it was different for each. I've got two girls and a boy. So my eldest, she was really difficult and she'll admit it. She was the eye roller. She was the argue with every single thing that um, I would say. She was put me down. Literally, I couldn't wait for the door to close when she left for university. Second one was a bit easier. Third one, I'm grabbing the the ankles of my son. Don't leave, don't leave, don't leave. Um, But I think one of the joys of being an empty nester and these are the faces of two very happy, smiling, <laughs> empty nesters. Now, now, it's, it's hard to begin with, I'm not going to lie. But it is such a joy to reinvent your relationship with your kids as adults. Mm-hmm. When you have mutual respect. You know, that eye-rolling young girl that left ended up coming home in her 20s. Well, I did see her between. <laughs> but um, she is now an absolute delight and one of my best friends. And I think it's it's important to remember when they're in the teenage years and things are very difficult and boys are smelly and girls are bitchy and, you know, there's constant sort of arguments in the house that this too shall pass. And that in the end, you can reinvent that relationship on a completely different basis. And I'll often go to all three of them and just say, what do you think about this? Should I wear this? Um, how should I, what do you think about this topic on the podcast? on the podcast and honestly I love it what what do you think Liz I yeah well I had two stepsons as well who were older so that was a an interesting relationship very good one very lucky there um but with my two my daughter um I don't the word is it's quite aloof she was aloof she didn't she sort of didn't really she wasn't difficult but she wasn't easy and it's only now as she's got older I have a really good relationship with her because she she understands now about home life and she you know she'll say thank you She'll help out all those things. That, I'm not saying she didn't, but she just didn't see it. I think mm. she was just on a different planet. So she wasn't, we didn't have argue, very few arguments, but she just sort of was in a room. Um, There's a detachment, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, I think that's and, natural yeah, as a teenager to well, keep your parents at a certain arm's length. And you don't know what they're doing. You just don't know what, well, I found frustrated. I didn't really know what was going on in her head. And I wish I'd known that. Now I do know, and I think she was struggling a bit. But it's hard know. as a parent to interfere. You can't keep mm. asking. Yeah, but they don't, if they don't answer you, you, you don't want to get into an argument. I have a nearing four-year-old and I like to think that she's going to stay in this blissful nearing four-year-old age for the rest of my eternity. <laughs> and it is just delightful because I can do her hair the way that I want to do it. And I can, I can hide the princess dresses if I'm sick of seeing in Kanto and Moana. Like I can, I could really like excel in this age bracket. 
What was it for you within the teen years where you were kind of like, you know what, I have to start stepping back. I have to stop. I like the training wheels are off the, you know, the little ankle weights <laughs> that little do they know are around their ankles. They're gone. When was it for you that you felt like you needed to start to really distance and let them kind of fly and flourish? Well, I think as a parent, you've got to sort of rebrand in the teenage years. You are going from being a manager to a consultant. And that's nature's way of letting them go, isn't it? So instead of allowing or telling them what to do, you start suggesting. You let them make mistakes. I'm a a big uh, proponent of let them make their way, but be there if they fall down. You know, they're not going to learn how to cross the road or whatever metaphor it is, if you don't allow them that. And it's better to do that, I think, before they leave for college or uh, leave home to do a job than it is to, like, helicopter the heck out of them when they're teenagers because they'll hide things anyway. They'll be secretive. Mm. It's it's their nature to to step away from you in some ways. And I think that was quite a hard thing to learn, um, but I think it has made our relationship all the better. And I think... They know that I've got them, 100, 110% I've got them. If they fall, I'll, you know, I might yell at them, <laughs> but I will completely support them and we'll work it out. In fact, one example of this is, um, you know, in America, they, you're not supposed to drink until you're 21. Of course, everybody drinks before they're 21. Yeah, Eric. exactly, Eric. exactly. <laughs> And I, you know, because we're British, we're European, we always said, look, you have your first drink when you're at home with us. Because if you, if it disagrees with you, I want to be the one that's holding your hair back when you're vomiting down the toilet. I want to be, I want to be the one that you know you can call if anything goes wrong, whatever it is. And I once had my daughter, oh my gosh, she'll kill me for this. She went to a party and the police busted it. And she she went through a toilet window and hid in the bushes and phoned us and said, Mum, Dad, can you come and get me? I don't know what to do. And she hadn't been drinking, actually. But she just knew that she was in the wrong place, wrong time. Like, don't worry, we've got you. We've got you. She's now training to be a lawyer. <laughs> but I think, yeah. as you said, said was I we let the kids have parties at our house because then you knew, knew what was going on. You didn't necessarily, it drove you mad and the noise and the mess, but at least you could see what was happening and you could intervene if there was something really dangerous about to happen. So I think that's it. You're not controlling, you're managing. Oh, I love that. But I also love just what you said about not being a helicopter parent. I just like, you're you're essentially also describing the way like I was parented that way as well, where my my mom was definitely the one that held my hair back for sure. (laughs) Um, but I wasn't, I, she wasn't present for when I had my first drink, but she was the first person I phoned and she was the first person to hold my hair back. And she knew everything, but like both my, my brother and I, we told her everything. She hid it from my dad. Not that my dad would have gotten like cray cray, but like, you know, sometimes it, it's just better left. Just leave it to one parent. Yeah. <laughs> leave it to the one. I don't need to know. We just don't need to know. And that's what they did. So I, I have to ask the two of you because it's clear that, that you guys had very similar parenting skills and whatnot, but you didn't meet until after you became empty nesters. Am I right in saying this? And that's partly why we met, actually. Mm. So it's kind of a funny story. I moved to um, the house that I'm in now and I met Liz on a cold, dark November <laughs> evening as I was putting the bins out. And I don't know, it's glamorous. It's, it's a glamorous story. 
and um, we sort of got chatting. She was really nice and said hello and welcome to the neighbourhood. And I was like, there's always a, you know, a tea bag or a wine bottle that, open in my house. So. And that sold it to me. <laughs> and then we went into COVID about four months later. And because she was so close, you know, we were able to chat in the garden when that was allowed. And we found that we laughed a lot and we were both being, um, we were both going through empty nesting and missing our last kid. Because empty nest transition starts mm. when your first kid goes and there's one less place at the table to lay. There's one less person to think about in your daily school schedule. Um, but it really hits home when the last one goes. Because then, you know, you're not meeting parents in the car park. Your your structure of your day is entirely different because you, you're not making dinner in the evening or making sure homework's done. And it is such a good time to reinvent yourself and to find a passion that perhaps you've put on put on the side for a while or that you've always wanted to do or maybe you want to go back to work. Well, turns out Liz and I wanted to be podcast hosts. <laughs> we just didn't know it. <laughs> my worst nightmare at the time, but I'm glad we did it. I really yeah. enjoy it. But it, yeah, it got me out of my comfort zone because I do yeah, not, I hate stuff like this, you know. Yeah, I wanted to ask you because you, you, the energy, which I love, but there, there is like, it, it's a bit back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. But I think, Liz, you, you're, you're a bit more on, on the calmer side. You're, you're less coffee infused. Let me put it that way. <laughs> I'm the coffee one. No, you're I, the coffee one, Michelle. You are. As you said in one of our very early podcasts, someone else, you always need a gobby friend. And I went, mm, I've got one of them. But it's, I, I, I'm very chatty. Of, I just, it's not my thing to be in in the public eye or talking but I love research and, and doing the, you know, the background stuff Michelle's got the sharpest elbows in the world to get to, get to meet anyone which is good so compliment we compliment each other also I also so I've got um my background is voice acting yeah. so I'm used to a microphone mm. this doesn't scare me in fact give me a mic and I'm <laughs> like I won't give it back basically. really yeah really <laughs> Um, but second, now it's gone with brain fog and I've lost my headphones. Oh, God, what was I going to say? Literally, take it from here, Liz, because I've got brain fog. <laughs> that's one of the problems of getting older as well. Yeah. Oh, that's what we yeah, have in common, yeah, menopause. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. that was one of the things. That no, was... Michelle's a professional and she's very good at, at, at what she does. And I'm learning from her. I think that's, that's you know, it, 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 it's not, I mean, you're fantastic at this one. For me, it doesn't come naturally. But I think, oh, I think um, it does. But so, so Liz, not only then are you, are you reinventing after empty nesting, but you're also reinventing as in like you yourself, a career. Uh, I mean, I, I don't, I mean, this is a career. You guys have one heck of a podcast platform. It's fantastic. So that is a path that you're on. Did you ever think that you were going to reinvent yourself this way and you would be in this genre <laughs> of media? I think Take I'd have it shot away, myself, I'd myself if I'd known. <laughs> I think she has surprised herself and I think she is brilliant and amazing and she has uncovered skills she had no idea that she had and I think that's really wonderful. Like we call her the internet ferret because she's so Michelle. brilliant at research. And Michelle, Michelle, I asked Liz. <laughs> oh, I remember what I was going to say now. It's because I've got ADHD, which I only realised like two months ago I got diagnosed with it. That is why I'm gobby. Yeah, so no filter for me. Liz, what were you going to say? <laughs> but the, no the no filter thing comes with age as well we, we were we talked about this recently on one of our podcasts you do 
as you get older and when the kids have gone, and the kids keep, they kept us in check when we were younger. And because they, they're not around so much, they don't keep us in check when we say stuff now, which is good. So our filters have gone. But I certainly find that you say a lot more than you'd ever said before. Just your kids aren't around. I don't know. I think I always I have, did, oh, actually. Did, yeah, yeah my, my kids and us, yeah. I think Michelle is a thousand percent. She's been a thousand percent. She's in it. She's in it. But so I, I want to continue on with this chatter, though, of social and filter and being empty nesters and kind of in this like genre now of very much a filtered society, a very social media society. How was that for you? Perhaps your kids were they, they would have been getting into the tail into social media right before they mm -hmm. they. they they flew. And then now it, we're really hook, line and sinker into it. How was that for you guys like transitioning into that? I try not to. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, again, as I said, I don't like that type of stuff, but it, it, we, it's important for what we do. But I think it's getting the balance. And I think Michelle is brilliant at, at the social media sides. Do I do anything? I just realized. Yeah, what but do no, you do? But I don't she like does. that type of stuff. I don't, you know, I'm happy to, to look at it. But it, to me, it, it's it's in my personal space. I don't like it. And I keep my private side as much, but it's very difficult on a podcast because you start talking yeah. about stuff that about, you know, and then when you realize your mother and your kids are listening, it can be quite embarrassing. Oh gosh. And we've got one oh on God. midlife sex life coming up. Oh my goodness. I've already told my kids they're not allowed to listen. <laughs> well, no, because I've, I, I, I did want to ask, I mean, you've had, you know, Dame Judy Dench on what, what, like, let's get into some memorable and not so memorable moments so far. I think maybe the, the the sex education one might be a one of of. Uh, in the Do you books, know but... what though? It turned out really well. Like Liz and I were, were thinking, we're just going to be all silly and you know blushing and stuff. So fascinating. We could have gone on and on. In fact, we've already booked in somebody else to do part two. <laughs> we learned so much. Yeah. I can't. Well, this is this is officially the 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 number one podcast for me that I've never laughed so hard before in my <laughs> life. I'm sweating, by the way. Like I'm just like profusely sweating here in Uganda with laughter. <laughs> Going back to you know some of our good good highs and lows. I think we were told off quite quite a lot by uh, one of our guests, Angie Best, who's um unusual. Yeah, she was married to George Best, the footballer, for your listeners who may not know who she is. But uh, she, was she a supermodel? I mean, she, she was, was quite yeah. well known in California mm. and she is well known in the sort of fitness world. But yes, yeah, and her son's Callum Best, who does all these TV, you know, reality shows or whatever. But we were just chatting and she just turned around and said, you know, do you two like each other? <laughs> we were like, what? It was brilliant. She kind of completely took over the whole interview and we just ran with it because it was so funny. Oh, my God. What, Liz, I want to know, what, what did you say in return? Probably <laughs> not. Probably. <laughs> I can't remember the answer to that. Of course we're friends. But the thing is, at that time, actually, we, we hadn't known each other for more than a year, maybe? No. So it's strange. I guess we, we, as you can tell, we bicker and we, and that's, that's a sign of a good you know, friendship. But I think she maybe took it that maybe she because we didn't know each other very well. She thought maybe she thought we didn't like each other. Mm. We do bicker. We do. We're like a married couple. <laughs> yes, I always call her Elizabeth when I'm a bit annoyed. Like, Elizabeth, <laughs> that's what my mother does. Yeah. yeah. Well, just no know that any sort of basket in return if you start calling her on the, the courgettes. 
And there goes the courgettes. I mean, you, yeah, we, we didn't even go purchase the courgettes yet. We were yeah. just talking basket. That just sums up the difference between us. You collect addresses, I collect baskets. You're a home What type of, of baskets, though? I'm a, I'm a nomad, I guess. And you, you I'm like, a home, but yeah, I've traveled a lot. I've, I've tra- my job took me all over the world. Um, but I do like home, yeah, and my garden and just in my, my family. Well, now that you're in this podcasting space and Liz is coming out of her shell and Michelle has been out and wild for many years, <laughs> what? how are your kids handling it overall with like with hearing you both like have a voice, have an opinion, and yet they can't chime in because this is your space? I love it. They're very proud of I mean, my daughter in particular, who, was, who, as I said, barely spoke to me from the age of 11 to 8 she did but you know and you, not, she's so proud she's so proud of what we do and she sends me messages you know texts and sort of saying I'm really proud of what you've done you know that's a fantastic podcast that's why I've said don't listen to the one sex that's coming up um but it's just she, they are proud of it and I, my son what's funny is my son's my youngest son's friends listen mm. <laughs> and then when they, they were traveling and they'd be listening so they feel like they're at home. They felt, you know, there's a little comfort factor when they were traveling around South America. <laughs> I thought that was really sweet. That is super sweet. And Michelle, oh, what about See, with, with kids? I'm able to stop talking sometimes. Look at me. Like, I'm just being nice and quiet and well-behaved now. You know, I'm, I'm really sad I didn't have my timer out for that one second. <laughs> well, she she's got my number, hasn't she? <laughs> no, you can't. You, do, you have your ups and downs. You can be quiet. When you were asleep? Oh yeah. Well, I only got three hours sleep yeah. last night because I was jet lagged. So I said to Liz, "Bring the energy today because it's not in me." So this is my low, low energy right low here. Energy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would say well, my three kids are really, really proud as well. And um, <laughs> it was funny thing the other day. My daughter said, "I listen to you every night, same episode, just to get to sleep." <laughs> I think that's a compliment. I think that's like a comfort voice as opposed Aww. to it's so boring she can sleep right through it. But, no, it's nice. And all their friends listen too. So I think our demographic <laughs> is weirdly quite broad. It's not just midlife. You know, there's plenty of people in college and in their 20s who listen. So that's nice. And they're learning from us, I think. Yeah. Because that's what you've got to remember. My, my daughter-in-law is 42. I've got my older stepson. And, of course, she's coming into midlife. So she listens and she sort of, I'd never thought of it that way, but because she's learning from her mistakes and about the perimenopause. She goes, oh, I didn't realise that existed. Yeah. She lives in the States. She's American. And and she said, I didn't really know what the perimenopause. Now I know I'm going through it. Mm. So we're, we're, we're public information. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of like teetering into that zone of question mark. Am I, am I, am I not? I might be in denial currently, but yeah. Or is it just Uganda sweating? It could potentially, it could just be all your fault, Michelle. It just could just potentially just be all your fault. We need to go for lunch. <laughs> pop over to you again to get another dress. <laughs> yeah, how, how about we meet in the middle? Where is that? I don't even know. I don't even know. Actually, I, I'm in London next week. Let's just meet in London. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when I, when I did move here, I have to say, I, I just said to my husband, I was just like, look, like, as long as I know that I get to go somewhere every quarter, like... I need a breather. I'm good. Like I'm good. Like there I, again, there's some really good high points to this. So that's a, a wonderful thing. But back to the two of you and parenting and where you are in this wonderful world of podcasting. What do you hope and see with 
to women chatting? What do you hope it extends into, expands into? And do you plan to have your kids on ever? Oh, that's a good one. Um, we did have my daughter Flissy on uh, the very, not as a mm. guest, but she recorded a little thing for me. Still makes me cry when I listen to it, actually, because mm. uh, we were talking about, uh, you know, what, our topics are very broad. Like we've talked about finding out you've got ADHD as an adult, which my daughter did, you know. And when I listened to her on that particular episode, and I think, how did you get through college and get a job and be so functional when you didn't have meds or therapy or any of these things. I was all of a sudden so desperately proud of her for achieving this. And then I thought, oh, apple and tree, right? (laughs) I'm exactly like that (laughs) with the interrupting and the, you know, very creative brain and very chaotic. So, I mean, that's the yin and yang, I think, between Liz and I is that I am like chaotic and we both have loads of ideas, but I don't think I could do this podcast without my wingman or my wing woman because I'd, like so many things in my life, I'd have lost interest by now, you know, and I get very crushed my emotionally if I think people are not loving it as much as I think they should or not listening to it. And Liz is way more pragmatic and it's like, well, it's, it's all Good fine. It's not things. all about Instagram. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have to have that reality check, I think. Um, I've completely forgotten what we're talking about. <laughs> we have like the kids on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Would we get the kids on the podcast? <laughs> yes. And I think we're going to get our husbands on the podcast too. I think that would be good. The one with the husbands. That's what we'll call it. Yeah. Be great. My husband would be like, I, I had my husband on, on last year. He did a good job. Mm. He was nervous. He was nervous. Like he wasn't like, he couldn't, he just couldn't sit down and sweat and like, have a giggle yeah I think just, we were like that yeah it, it was a bit it, it, it was challenging for him and then it, and then he like overthought it afterwards he's like oh, I want to do it again oh, I want to do it again uh, I was like, no, no, no. because it, it's his I wouldn't give him prep questions like I treated him exactly how anyone that comes on the podcast we just mm-hmm. we sit and we chat we have banter we're going to talk about kids we're going to talk about how we get through it and and that's it but it was it was interesting to see him and then, and then I think he finally then also was like, oh, wow, I have a whole new respect for what this is being mm-hmm. behind the microphone. Does he listen to the podcast? He does. So he's definitely going to hear what I had to say. And, and these <laughs> constructive, constructive notes, thank you very much. Please, please know that that was constructive criticism. And um, all will be fine. Yeah. Listen, if I have to sleep on the couch, I sleep on the couch. <laughs> sunlight all over me yeah. so the other question you asked is where where are we going what do we think we're going to do with the podcast we've got lots of ideas and it's a bit of a watch this space because mm. we were talking about it earlier on but i think one of the things we're <laughs> as you were saying this <laughs> just doesn't add on to what she was saying um i think we're very passionate about um giving back um, both in in small businesses and in information so we've got this brilliant midlife library on our website and that's where we've put loads of time and energy and Liz has researched a ton of things. We both write for like magazines and we put blogs in there and we get guest blogs. But we, we've written on everything from, you know, eyelid surgery to the benefits of eating lemons daily or, you know, name. There's a lot of some really useful stuff for, for, for uh, I think, for your, for your you know, parents listening is on, you know, drinks, spiking of drinks, drugs, 
sextortion, which is horrific. And that starts, you know, they're saying from the age of 11 or so, they've got, it's horrible. Mm. So we've got a lot of resources and articles and we interviewed somebody who, who went through that. That is, a, you know, that's what we're trying to do is, is fortunately our kids, I don't think, went through that, but it happens to so many. It's, on, it's gone 200% increase or something in the last year, um, all this sexting and stuff. So I think if we can help one person one child with our information mm. i think it's it's worth it and that's what we i think that's what we're, we're using it's in hindsight a lot of it is in hindsight what we've learned we're we're we're, we're telling people yeah it's sort of passing it on and yeah. we were talking about it the other day and it's almost like you know when women used to talk over the fence or or, or even in the school playground but it's like you know the the level after that in midlife and it's kind of that neighbor to neighbor oh have you got a tea bag yeah do you need an egg and you know, how are you feeling? Have you got brain fog? You know, are you getting the same symptoms I'm getting? And it's sort of that over the fence, women helping women kind of chat and resources that we hope that we can give people and we'll always give them for free. So if they want to go and check out our website, little plug here, it's <laughs> www.twowomenchatting.com. And, and it will um, be in the show notes as well. So you can also, as a busy mumsy listener, go yeah. there and your all of your details will be there to reach out to you to connect yeah. with you. Yeah. Thank so, you. Yeah. So we have this middle life library and that that is I you know we're proud of what we put in there and we're adding all the time but it is it is a lot, I think it is us handing on passing on our knowledge to to you you know who's younger than us and then to, to our kids and then you know for generations. We'll pass on that knowledge now. What would be that number one advice from both of you that would be passing on to that expecting busy mumsy that's about to enter the wild world of parenting where things are icky sticky and never going to plan? What 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 was the thing that you're on the other side of it now that you're like you know what that words those words of wisdom or I did this and that really helped to put my trajectory in the right manner for me to be the mother to be the caregiver to be there for the child. Mm-hmm. I I mean I don't think this is the exact answer but I think it's almost like if if you're lucky to have a partner you know not everyone does yeah. but it's that good cop bad cop situation so. With my husband, he only gets intervened when, when there was a real situation that was serious, which could be dangerous. He didn't, on everyday stuff, he didn't get involved, really. Um, I don't know if that's right or wrong, but I think, for me, that was that worked. In our, you know, the kids have grown up, I think, and they respected that. So I was probably the one that was a bit annoying a lot of the time. Um, was he, would, my daughter's really upset, she was bullied at school. He's the one that took her shopping, just sort of t- spoke to him and just, just re- I didn't know what to say for something. I just... I went into meltdown. So I think that's what I say, not say good cop, bad cop, but, you know, have different, as parent, parents have different, different, um, come from a different angle. Mm. Yeah. So that, that, yeah. And mine would be, and it's been a rule since the kids are, or were tiny, and it's still the rule in our house, no one is ever allowed a phone or an iPad when we're eating a meal together, ever, ever, ever. And I know Mm. I do see it in restaurants all the time. And I know it's hard to, you know, keep kids quiet and you just want to have an adult conversation. But that is part of the art of conversation by including them and them seeing you as role models, talking and listening and finding out about that day rather than them playing on a video game or watching, I don't know, Peppa Pig or whatever it is. Um, my kids used to have to play with sugar packets or um, cocktail sticks or whatever happened to be on the table or do I spy. And I, I know it's easy to say, try not to do it, but they've never done it since they were young and they don't do it when we're out now. 
And, you know, they make a rule of that with their friends too. And actually, I'm really proud of that because when we go out for dinner, we all just have a conversation. And we've done that for years and years and years. So, and, you know, especially if you've got um, parents who are, you know, busy, there's a lot of travel with work now. Maybe you don't always come together as a family very often. So those, those moments are really precious and you don't get them back. So rather than just sit them down with an iPad or some sort of electronic game, just try and get them to engage. Yeah, I, I, I would agree that we, we, there's never phones at the table at home and we always sat at the table, oh, we're, we're emphatic about that. We never sat at watching TV. Oh, yeah. But when we went out, we would say that they, because we had the older boys as well. So it was, you know, there's sort of a 13 different age, different, you know, so it was, it was quite difficult when you've got a baby and a 13 year old. Actually, they were great for looking after the younger ones. But we would say no phones or games till after we've all finished our meal. And then if my husband and I wanted to chat, they could either go off and play because we did have the old ones or then they could go on to their games not phones but games but it was always had to have a conversation first it makes me think about dinner around the table with my parents and my brother and that was like a very mm-hmm. sacred time but i mean i didn't get a, a cell phone till after i i left the nest and uh <laughs> so and there there were no ipads and well mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it just, that wasn't happening. So there you go. Well, I have to say you, you, both of you, Michelle, Liz, you both are an absolute treat, a joy and a hoot to chat with. So thank you so much for your brilliant time and energy. And I'm, I'm just a bucket of sweat and happiness right now. because um, We really brought the joy. It's been so lovely Lovely. to talk to you. It really has. We've really enjoyed it. And, you know, I think for all of your listeners, I know it's very hard when you've got young children and you're exhausted at the end of the day and that evening seems to stretch and stretch Mm. and stretch and you've still got bath time to do. But just remember, this too shall pass. And then you'll look back at it and you'll think, oh, Oh, I wish I still had bath time. And I know people say it all the time, but it really, really goes quickly. Mm. So take the photos, talk at the table, enjoy the bath time. And when you are an empty nester, go reinvent yourself and take back that career or do whatever it is you want to do. Ah, beautiful. Thank you so much, Michelle and Liz. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to this week's show. Did you like it, Adia? Yes! Oh, the enthusiasm. I love it. Please share your love by giving us a five-star rating, a rock and review, and please share with any fellow Busy Mumsies. We love hearing from you. So if you want to get in touch, head to the Busy Mumsy show notes for further details and links to the Busy Mumsy website. So long for now. Can you say bye-bye, Adia? Bye-bye, Adia. Yeah. <laughs>